Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so glad you're here. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. With each week, we will have exciting new guests to grow spiritually, develop personally, and learn how to step into our purpose authentically. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 30 minutes of connection with the mind, body, and spirit. Amy, happy Saturday. Welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. How are you today? I'm having a phenomenal day. Thank you, Courtney. I love it. The sun is shining. It's a three-day weekend. I'm ready for it. (laughs) Although I work all weekend, but that's okay. (laughs) So I'm really excited for our conversation today. I was obviously stalking you before we chatted, and you are amazing. Like, holy cow. So much that you're doing in this world, and it's pretty incredible. Oh, thank you so much. It's really nice to hear that because, you know, I think probably most of us feel this way, but I'm like, I'm not doing enough. There's so much more in me to create. <laughs> Plus, I'm a manifesting generator. So me too. Like, oh, my God. Horrible. I never keep up with myself. <laughs> yes, it's horrible. Um, I know. I was just talking um, the other day to someone and saying, you know, it's been such a weird energy shift over the past week of just kind of feeling that like you're in between two places and wanting to create more. And a lot of people in this industry that I've talked to um, that are spiritual are feeling it so heavy. Like I had to take a social media break, the whole nine yards. Cause I was like, I just can't do any data input this week. Mm-hmm. So it was a little rough. Okay. I totally squirreled. See manifesting generators, two of us, <laughs> this should be a spicy one. So <laughs> I always kick off the show and just ask you to introduce yourself and kind of share with us, who are you? What is your story? And how did you get doing the work that you're doing? And what is that work? Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm going to try and nutshell this answer. So um, by, by the outside perspective in like the real in-person world, I just look like a regular mom. I live in Ontario, Canada in an old farmhouse in the country. I have um, a 17-year-old and two young children, uh, a soon-to-be four-year-old and a soon-to-be one-year-old. We have a garden, we have bunnies, you know, the whole thing. And, but on, in the online world, I am, I'm a carrier of the Christ light frequency. I am an activator for people. Like I seem to have a gift for activating people's psychic awakening and the remembrance of who they are and their um, soul mission. Mm-hmm. And I, I am also a channeler and an oracle for light codes. So most recently that's come through literally as light language, but previously it was like the way that I would explain it is that I access higher dimensional information and then I do my best to translate it into English, plain English so that people can understand that and it's for the purposes of expand expanding our consciousness so that we can um ascend our consciousness and you know that i I feel like even the word ascension has like it's so loaded it's such a weird word to use but it's sort of as i see it we are in the process of a quantum leap several quantum leaps in our collective consciousness we are able to manifest so much more easily we're able to understand 
the sort of see the illusory nature of this existence, but also understand the fabric of this existence and how to work with it and direct it to create from a place of power and where we're anchoring in more and more light. And the way that we do that is by expanding our self-awareness to not only include this 3D human self that we are, but also to include our other dimensional aspects or higher dimensional aspects of ourselves for, you know, for some of us, that's like um, our star being selves from other realms. <clears throat> for some of us, that is um, remembering past lives. Um, for some of us, it's like having an angelic frequency, it's remembering our oversoul. Like we have all these layers to us that we now have access to that we previously didn't, but it's still a process to integrate it. So that's my dharma is to, to just be that. And I kind of always knew that that was what I was here for. I remember knowing that when I was really young, but of course it's in the way that you know, but you don't know because it has to unfold in its own process. And like when you're a two-year-old, you don't really, your perception of self is different than it is when you're, you know, later and you're 17 and then you're 25, right? So I, I was a very kind of normal kid. I, my psychic gifts are, my, my most innate gift is just to be able to access that higher dimensional information. So I don't necessarily like, I don't see ghosts. I think I've seen a ghost once in my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I never had one of those childhoods where I was having, you know, ghost figures at the end of my bed or anything like that. I just felt very normal, but I know I had really expansive perspectives, very, very expanded beyond what kids normally think about. And yet I was also just a typical kid playing with my, my little ponies and stuff like that. And, um, I kind of bought into with a lot of resistance and rebellion, but nonetheless bought into the hurting of me towards the path that most of us are herded towards, which is some kind of post-secondary education and, you know, get a job, preferably a career, meet somebody, get a house, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I just wanted to fit in, but at the same time, I always knew that I was here to channel something bigger and I was artistic. So I tried to channel it through art, but I always felt like a loser. And it was like having one foot in that Dharma and one foot out and not being reconciled within myself. So it was a long journey of being kind of lonely and alienated on my own spiritual awakening and feeling like there's just something wrong with me that I couldn't function in society the way that I was supposed to. And that carried on all the way until my mid thirties when I, um, so essentially what happened was I, I had chosen to become a midwife that felt like the, the happiest medium I could find. It was like, I get to meet new souls coming in. I get to take care of people and love on people and, um, you know, witness birth and be in these really intense situations where, you know, people are really vulnerable and I, I can guide them through that. Right. And so it felt like a really good fit. And yet 
I know it wasn't actually my path because I got surprise pregnant with a beautiful little soul while I was in the middle of my program to become a midwife. And um, through a series of really minor, unfortunate events, he ended up being born prematurely, three months premature. And he only lived for 20 days. And that was, um, that was, you know, like, obviously, as you can imagine, an extremely transformative experience for me. It was utterly devastating and yet so beautiful and so love-filled and imbued with magic. Like his, I, I had contact with his soul from before he was even conceived. A few months before he was conceived, I knew that somebody was there. And um, he was with me through the pregnancy, you know, he was with me when he was born as a baby. And then even after he died, his soul was with me. And I'm, after he died, I missed him so much. And I was so grief stricken that all I wanted to do was follow him. But I had an older son who also was the love of my life. And so I couldn't follow him. And I you know, it wasn't my path, but I do wonder if I didn't have my older son, would I have tried to commit suicide possibly just to, to, in my mind, it was just following the soul of the son that I lost. Um, but I couldn't do that. And so I became really motivated to open myself up to connect with him he would come through and give me messages spontaneously. And I kind of made the connection that he would come through or I would be able to receive him when I was in a high vibrational state. And when I was like in the depths of the darkness of my grief and my profound ego death, I couldn't receive messages from him. So it was kind of like he was the shiny carrot that was my motivation to really learn how to fine tune my own frequency. And as I did that, I also like I was able to receive more messages from him and connect with him more easily. But I also was started to be able to read other people's energy and also started to have like really beautiful plant spirit communications, which I was not open to that before. So it was like this whole calibration. I feel like he just kind of like burnt away so many layers of illusion and limitation. And it was a very intense process, but it recalibrated me to become more aware of my psychic sensitivities, which I think were always there, but I just didn't know how to harness them. I didn't know how to believe in them, but he was my motivation to like get over all my self-doubt and my bullshit and just just access him. And so I also wanted to know why all of that happened as almost anybody would. It was like a tormenting kind of question. And I ended up hearing the words Akashic Records on a podcast and I heard them and they were like magic. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I know that's it. That's it. That's where my answer is. And so I uh, Googled it, found a program that taught it, took that program went into the records, got my answer the very first time. It was like the most complete healing I've ever had. It, it, it completely in that one session that I facilitated for myself, 
it healed everything. Like I got the whole perspective of why this happened. And although I will always carry, you know, um, a layer of grief around it, like I was just looking at his beautiful picture earlier today and feeling the sadness, but I no longer feel decimated by it. I feel like what a gift. And I know that our souls are connected. I, it just relieved me of all my mental torment that I had created around it. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to read the Akashic records for others and help them find their own answers. And I did that for a couple of years and that kind of evolved into like really wanting to activate people. The more I've practiced this, the more my channel has opened up, the more information has come through. And so now kind of where I am is that I love to activate people who are ready for that activation of remembering like who they are. So for example, remembering that they are an Andromedan Pleiadian hybrid or remembering that they are incarnated from the angelic realm. And that's why life feels so abrasive for them. And they, you know, it's, it's hard for them to be here. Um, But remembering also why they came and what they're supposed to do and just bringing people onto the path of their Dharma and their purpose. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm like, I have no words. Um, Thank you, first off, for being so vulnerable and sharing that with us. That I, I just think it's so beautiful the way that you took something that could have really, like you said, you could have left. And I, I, you know, I relate deeply to that because I there have been times like when my son was also three months premature, he um, made it and, and is now good. But in that time, I, I can relate deeply to feeling that because that's a part of you. It's an extension of you. Um, and you're so bonded for so long, you know, sharing one body and one vessel that, oh, my heart is just heavy for you. Um, when you connected with light language, was that during your pregnancy or how did that look? Did it just come to you all of a sudden? I've heard a lot of different people that have experienced traumas that coming in just all of a sudden and it's like just a natural language they're all of a sudden speaking yeah well it did come in just all of a sudden and it's not just the language that i'm just speaking but it actually only came in last week <laughs> what <laughs> yeah oh my goodness yeah it's the new it's the the newest expansion of my own um unfolding and i had this I'll say it was a dream, but it was one of those dreams that wasn't a dream. I woke up in the middle of the night. So I currently have a 10 month old. Okay. And you know, so I, I don't always sleep all that well because we co-sleep. He's like glued to me. He's such a sweet little mama's boy. And so I just woke up one point in the night. Um, and I, it was actually a week ago. Yeah. A week ago, I woke up in the middle of the night and I, was aware that I was astral traveling. I, I don't consciously astral project. Um, I know I do it in my sleep, but I don't have control over it. So you I don't just like woke, set out to do it. No, I don't. I've tried. And like, it's like my body just freaks out. So it kind of starts to happen. And then my body is like, Whoa, what the fuck? Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can swear. You can swear. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. And then I'm just like pulled right back into my body. So I kind of gave up. So I was like, well, whatever. Um, but I, I woke up and I was like, I'm somewhere else right now. So I feel like I was like bilocated is probably a better way of putting it. And 
Um, I was in a group that was in the process of doing a telepathic meditation. And then I remembered that just prior to that, I had seen two spaceships and it, you know, I was like in my air quotes dream, I was like, oh, they are real. And like, oh, I'm having a contact experience. And then I remember that I had just been on a ship and there was this alien woman. I remember exactly what she looks like. She was holding my face with her hands and she was telepathically communicating to me what I'm supposed to do now. And the, the instructions were I'm supposed to, um, make really intense eye contact with people and speak light language and um it will help them to it's like we don't you know how on earth there's an amnesia veil like we kind of remember but we also don't remember a lot yes 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 she was telling me that we don't need that anymore like it's done the the amnesia veil is gone but we still need this like activation in order to actually remember, but it's like a complete remembering. It's not just like snippets and hints of past lives. It's like, Oh, this is actually who I am. So she was telling me that that's what I need to do. And I woke up and just was, I processed for like three hours in the middle of the night. It was like, this is wild and started speaking light language. And now I walk around muttering light language to myself and (laughs) trying to find opportunities around motherhood to record it and share it with people. (laughs) That is amazing. Wow. (laughs) Was it weird or was it just like very natural the way it happened? Well, it was like, you know, like, whoa, to my conscious mind, (laughs) but as the light language comes out, it feels very natural. And a couple times, it's kind of like I describe like, you know, if you, you're learning to like ride a unicycle or something and you're in the zone and you're you're riding it and then all of a sudden your brain wants to like take yes. over and then all of a sudden you fall. It's kind of like that. Like it'll just be streaming out of my mouth and then my conscious mind will try to like take over and then I start tripping over my own tongue. So it's, it's a little bit, um, it's, it's a strange feeling, but it also feels very natural as I speak it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've, I've heard, it's so interesting to hear everyone's story with how that download happens because I have a few, um, girlfriends that the same thing, they do a lot of the healing light activations and it's really interesting how each story is so different, but so parallel. (laughs) Um, okay. So the Akashic records, I know I'm kind of bouncing around here. There's a lot I want to cover in such a short amount of time. <laughs> um, it's trendy, right? Yes. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fraudy Akashic records out there, unfortunately. How would you suggest to the audience if they were interested in learning about the Akashic records or really getting into them with someone who knows what they're doing, what are some things that they look for? Yeah. What a, what a fantastic question. So to me, the Akashic field feels like grace, truth, and love. Mm -hmm. And that was what I learned through the woman who taught it, um, who like who created the program that I took. And so I want to give her credit. Her name is Jennifer Longmore, um, because 
that was her interpretation, but it feels totally accurate to me. I can't put it in a better way. So it's like, first of all, even when you're doing a reading with somebody, I believe that when I do a reading with somebody, I take them into their own Akashic field. And they should feel a state of relaxation. And that's what I observe. I mean, I don't survey everyone <laughs> afterwards, but that's what I observe is that even um, subjects that are really tender for them, that they would normally have a lot of defensiveness around, they seem to be able to be present with it because it's a field of grace, truth, and love. And um, so that's my number one tip. If you feel kind of exposed and uncomfortable and, you know, or something isn't resonating with you, then just listen to that. Sometimes it's our own defenses, but that's okay. It just means that we aren't ready to hear it anyway. So it might be more about us than it is about somebody else, but it doesn't matter. If you're feeling like, you know, like you naturally want to close your own energy off, that's an indication that either the person is out of alignment or you're just not in alignment with the reading at this time. Mm. And yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where like who gets to be the, who gets to hold the, the, the doctorate of Akashic records and ordain everyone else. Right. So that means that anybody can say that they are tapping into the Akashic field and they may be, or they may not be. And that's why we have to use our own discernment. I would also say just to, it's all about personal discernment because, because I mean, I hear it as like little things that somebody will share and I, I almost can feel that they are exaggerating something to sound impressive. Um, yes. That's the vibe I get too. And I'm like, yeah. that's not what it is. Yeah. And yet I just talked about light language, right? So like, how do I, you know, somebody could equally accuse me of that. And uh, I'm not saying it to be impressive, but I could see how somebody could get that impression. And that's why like, we all have to use our own discernment because we're all humans after all. That means we all have ego. That means like we all have shadow to some degree or another that is yet unintegrated. And so if somebody is speaking from a place of where you can just tell that there's like a, an, an ego aspect where they want other people to think that they're really cool for doing this. Um, and they don't bring you back to your own power. Then that's, that's kind of a red flag to me, but that's the same of everybody in the spiritual community any, any content creator, whether they're charging money for it or not. Uh, you know, some people deliver messages and I listen and I'm like, you keep using the same analogies like you you it feels like they keep cycling their audience in this at the same level of consciousness over and over and over and i'm like but where what why there's like <laughs> surely you're all evolving i don't understand right you know well, yes um and i you know it's interesting because people i i I've, I've just heard i love hearing people's experiences with the akashic records because the fact of how deep you can go and I, I it's like an onion right like I feel like you can get to one layer and then once you've learned those lessons and you've walked through that and you've made peace with whatever that layer is then it's like another layer is there waiting for you a hundred percent which I know my personal um experience with the Akashic Records was one of 
the foundational pillars of my healing, I feel, because when I was so chaotic and I couldn't ground and I couldn't find peace or answers in this realm, I was able to tap into that. And you said it beautifully. It is just this, this frequency of love. And I don't want to say boredom, but you know, that you're used to chaos, that boredom, that you you know what I mean? Like peace can be confused with boredom. Like that's what I compared it to. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a very, it's a, it's a placid energy, like a placid lake, like very still. And yes. yeah, it's so it's, it's a really, it's really beautiful and serene and totally eventually you get bored and you're like, where's the drama though? Where's that chaos at? <laughs> okay. I'm glad you're laughing. I was like, wrong word, revert, revert. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. So I want to touch too, because I feel like we're on such, um, an interesting, amazing time to be incarnated on this planet and which was to be here for this time. And it was so funny. I was thinking the other day and I have three little ones and I was looking at them and one of them is very connected to the other side still and says some stuff sometimes that you're like, you know, normal people would be like, what the fuck? But I'm like, yes. (laughs) So, So she was um, sharing with me a couple stories and I was kind of just listening, you know, and, and it, it's crazy to think back like our childhood versus, and I think we're around the same age, but like our childhood versus our children's childhood and how, I mean, there's a lot of slander and stuff on it, but the beauty of how open it is and what they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as mamas, I think it would be nice to touch on because it's kind of tricky to transform from that 3D to 5D while you're a parent, while you're on your own healing journey, while you're getting triggered from your kids, like kids, man, are the biggest lesson. Like, I swear, <laughs> if there was ever a mirror, it is in my children. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yet I feel like, I, I mean, it's so true, but I, I was just in the 20 minutes before we started here, I was just in my Facebook group doing a, a live about, um, you know, how to develop your psychic abilities and receive all these crazy activations such as I am when you literally don't have time to meditate. I haven't meditated since early March. That's just the straight up truth. I hardly ever get the time to journal. It's just a stage of life where you're so busy, right? And I was like, yet that doesn't, that does not deter my ability to receive downloads. And and so I was kind of thinking like, well, what is it? How, how is that happening for me? And I thought, well, okay, it's that this is the shit that I think about in the background all the time, 100% of the time, 100% of the time, I'm filtering my experience through this lens. So when I'm gardening, when I'm literally hand washing my kitchen floor, when I'm doing the laundry, when I'm mothering, I'm just filtering everything through this, like, what is reality, you know, and I'm not consciously asking these questions. It's just the way that I perceive the, it's it's the hot spot for me. It's the juicy place. This is what I want to think about. Um, and I think that's enough. And then my my mothering and my children provide this beautiful grounded contrast that they're almost like the lightning rod that lets this information come through. And I don't know if I would get more if I was sitting in a little ashram meditating most of my day, maybe, but I don't think so. I think that 
It's like they preoccupy enough of my conscious mind that it keeps my channel open to receive a lot of information. Oh, I like that perspective. Oh my God. You're amazing, I, word sister. Like, so good. <laughs> and then it's it's just like it is so amazing to watch them. And and when we we come from a place where we don't want to shame them or belittle what they are revealing to us, right? Like, and it's just like, wow, when they tell us things. Like, I think my daughter can see dead people, huh, yeah. um, but she is just turning four, so she's not really she's selective about how much she shares about it. And then my oldest son, he's 17 and he is so super, he's just a really psychic person, but in a very grounded way, he's like a quintuple Capricorn and very quiet about it, but he just understands the nature of reality as well. And we have these amazing conversations and I, I just, I'm so here for it. I love being yeah alive at this time as you say where there is enough openness in our consciousness as the parents that we don't our our trigger knee-jerk reaction is not to shut that shit down it's to like explore it and create room for it absolutely I know the other day we were um getting ready and you know occasionally I have these like little planter things there's no fans there's no nothing but they'll start swinging and so I'm like oh just say hi you know and Audrey was my daughter. She's seven. And she, oh, she freaks me out sometimes because um, I, I, I'm i not like prepared for it, you know. Um, so I've learned to just be very open and like always prepared. But I was making the bed and she she's kind of keeps like looking over my shoulder. And it's just me and her. I'm like, what are you looking at? And she's like, oh, there's like something behind you. And I was like, oh. And I was like, like a bad something or like a good something? And she's like, no, it's not neither. And I was, she's like, um, but you can't hear it say what's up. And I was like, no, I didn't hear anything say what's up. And she's like, are you sure? Did you do that? Are you messing with me? And she goes, because I see it behind you. And I was like, oh, we're leaving. We're leaving this room right now. Like, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> she's all cool about it. And you're like, we're, we're getting out of here. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Normally I'm really cool about that, but it was just like, it was so real. And then I started to get chills and I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, not mentally prepped yet. <laughs> um, so, okay. When you first started experiencing really the shift, um, which I feel like as a collective through COVID, my goodness, coming into oh, yeah. the 5D has been insanity. And I know this is something that you specialize helping people in. It's kind of that transformation from one to the other, because there, there's a lot that happens during that transformation. And it's really overwhelming, if you will. And so what are, I love to give the audience just some tips that they can walk away with and really start implementing in their lives. What are some top things that you suggest if someone's going through that transformation to just be grounded and have clarity within their lives to continue moving forward and not hit that plateau of fear? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, uh, we have been terrorized as as a species let's say for i mean we've done it to ourselves we've perpetuated ourselves i also believe that there are external influences that have you know kind of been behind this campaign of terror for 
centuries um, to disconnect us from our psychic abilities and our sensitivities. So there is like that plateau of fear is, is like your soul's memory bank that is like, do not connect with this. This isn't safe. This isn't safe. Like when this happens, you know, you get accused of heresy and you get, um, you know, like thrown in a dungeon or you get burnt at the stake or your people turn on you or, you know, like there's, the, there's a lot of things that we kind of have to work through. So, so it's to give ourselves grace, first of all, when we do come up against that fear, but also to know that like, we are safe to step over it now. And yet that doesn't make it feel less intense. The first time I went live on Facebook and PS, I was barely talking about this stuff at the time. It was in 2019. I think I like maybe talked about energy or something. I actually thought I was going to puke and die all at the same time. It was so wild. And I kept like, I would start it and then I'd be like, oh my God, I can't do this and stop. And then start it again and stop. And eventually I just recorded my first live. And then I set myself a challenge to go live every day for 10 days, I think. And just like every time it felt like that. And then but each time it got a little bit less. And I'm not suggesting that we all have to go live on Facebook. I just knew that I'm supposed to talk about it with a broader audience. But it's kind of like that's that method is true for anything that you're coming up against with that fear wall. Like we were really programmed to stay in a pre like, I don't know, I was gonna say predestined, but that's not really the right word. It's like there's there are these pathways that are created for us and we are being herded through them. Mm. And, you know, anytime that you start to deviate from that path, your nervous system is going to be like, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. <laughs> that's the programming we've received. And, and yet we're not going to die anymore in the past. That was true. But in, in this incarnation, we're not going to die just from deviating from the path. And in fact, that's what we're supposed to do, but it feels that terrifying. So whatever your thing is that your soul is leading you to, that is like leave, leaving the path, um, it might be just exploring topics like the Akashic Records, or it might be having conversations with people in your real life Um you know, or it might be starting a podcast or a YouTube channel or going live on social media or whatever it is for any individual person. It's like, it's just feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And then also I'm lately, I've gotten to this place where I don't know if you've noticed this, Courtney, but this, the activity with the sun is like, wild Insanity. it's so insane and even to look at the sun and feel it is it's different it's like white the sunlight is white it's mm -hmm. so bright and i believe that we're being super activated by that <clears throat> and it's bringing up all of our crazy shadow shit everything that's unintegrated. And obviously we're seeing it play out a lot in the emotional realm as we look at the collective, like it's just insanity circus sideshow of craziness. But we're also experiencing it through our individual like stories and traumas coming up and through our body. And so like really profound body care has been a game changer for me. I only started implementing it 
in December. And that's because I had this huge autoimmune flare up that I think was triggered by the solar flares, but it had to, you know, it had to happen anyway. And my body just started purging and detoxing almost everything. And it came out through my skin. So now what I practice is, you know, a couple times a week, but there was a point where I was doing it every day, but right now a couple times a week, I take salt baths, Epsom salt or dead sea salts for detoxification. Um, I drink like a quart of water every day. I've cut out sugar and coffee and all processed foods. And that's just what my body needs. I'm not saying sanctimoniously that everybody needs to do that. Um, I've started doing enemas, tongue scraping, oil pulling, drinking chlorella, like just really supporting my body, going for walks frequently, being out in the sun frequently to have that grounding because my body's doing so much work to, I, I, I actually believe what's happening is that with the, these changes in the sun, we are having changes in our DNA and our cellular structure. And we are um, like, we're becoming light beings. Like, I know that doesn't sound very grounded in and of itself, but that's, that's my perception of things. And it means that so many toxins and so much density has to be released and it's not a comfortable process. So whatever we can do to like deeply support our physical selves and our emotional selves through this and just get into communities so that we know we're not alone so that we don't feel lost and alienated and crazy because we're not we're not community has been huge oh yeah. my gosh yeah yeah and i feel like that being crazy is such a normal feeling to experience because you feel so alienated from you know the, what we've been taught and molded to believe yeah yeah um i used to i, I used to be really big on sun gazing um and it's it's funny that you say that because with all the solar flares and stuff, I can't do it anymore because it's so strong. It kills yeah. you. I'm like, I'll just sit in it. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's wild. It's like, you know, I think if somebody had tried to tell me something like this like three years ago, I would have thought they were crazy. That's the hilarious thing about all this, right? It's like we have these new thresholds of what what's crazy all the time <laughs> as we just flow with it. It but- just keeps going up. I swear that the sunlight has actual geometries encoded in it. Like I can see them and feel them now. And I can feel like as I receive them into my skin, it it feels like my personal geometries are being recoded and recalibrated. And I do believe that we are shifting from being carbon-based to crystalline. And what that means to me is just like carbon-based is a little bit more um amorphous in its molecular composition in the arrangement of its its atoms and its subatomic particles and stuff whatever and that crystalline is like the molecular structure is more organized and it's more of a conduit to energy so we are just becoming like energy channels like light channels literal lightning rods and to the audience that's like oh my gosh these women are batshit crazy right now i would love for you to go outside in the sun and Make sure your hands are nice and washed and put your hand under the sun and look at it naturally sparkle. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I noticed that too. in like in my daughter's hair, on mm-hmm. my fingernails, there's this like sparkle. Yes. Like, like, like twilight. Oh my God. I love, I, seriously, that's what I compare it to. It's so, I'm so like, funny. you know, when Bella goes from being before a vampire to after a vampire, I feel like that's what it looks like on your skin. And 
Yeah, it's so funny because people will be like, you're nuts. And then they call me back and they're like, oh my gosh, my hand's twinkling. And I'm like, I told you. Yes. It's real. <laughs> it's so real, but you have to have it. I mean, a lot, a lot of people need it in a tangible physical form. So I think that's such a simple, beautiful way to truly see what we're explaining if language isn't resonating. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Oh. Okay, well, I could talk to about this subject for hours, and I value your time. <laughs> so where can the audience connect directly with you? And tell us a little bit about what you have going on. Like, are you working on any projects right now? What is your main focus this season? Oh, thank you so much. Am I working on things? A manifesting <laughs> generator asks another manifesting generator. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, first of all. Which one? Yeah, right. You can find me at. Um, I'm on Instagram at cosmic.oracle and I have a Facebook group called soul space, which is free and it's private. And it's just like a, a beautiful community to come and share all your crazy stuff that's happening and feel safe and received and not crazy. Um, and then my website is amybelair.com and I have a podcast called third eye awakening, which is found you know, where all podcasts are found and on YouTube. Um, and what I'm working on right now, the the newest thing that I have coming up, it actually starts on Monday, May 30th. It's a three-part like masterclass on, it's called the Holographic Field of Light. And it's about Monday's topic is the Christ-like frequency and what that really means, like outside of religion, it has nothing to do with religion. And then on Wednesday is class number two, and it's about the like the texture and the fabric of reality, like this organic holographic matrix that we're in. And then day three is about the Akashic holographic field and what's possible in that space that I have found, such as closing time loops, quantum timeline healing, um, timeline encoding, as well as manifestation, psychic development, all that cool stuff. So that is just $33 for all three classes. Oh, wow. um, so I'm really excited. If anybody wants to sign up, it's going to be good because I just dive deep on all these things. And then in the greater sort of like arena, if people really want to dive deeper, I have several things coming up. So the first one is um, a, a mastermind sort of mentorship hybrid. It's a group program called 1212. And it is essentially the embodiment and application of the Christ light frequency, which to me just means being an avatar for the, the Christed consciousness, the awakened, um, ascended consciousness. And that doesn't mean I don't have an ego and that I'm not a human. It's just like, constantly calibrating to that and I download Christ codes and share things that I understand about like how like hacks to be in this reality and how to leverage it and use it um so that's starting in July and then I also have these new light language activation mentorships which are one month mentorships that include a Akashic Records deep dive, a light language and light code channeling on your soul, your soul origins, your um, your you know your dharma or your mission in this life, and 
um, a whole bunch of like, like it's got a meditation created in it, integration support. So I'm really excited about those. They're, these are some of the juicy upcoming ways that you can work with me or dive deeper if you're interested. Oh, phenomenal. Well, thank you again for your time today, just for everything that you're putting out there and creating and doing. You're amazing. And I hope you know that. Oh, thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, have a fabulous weekend and enjoy Memorial Day. Yes, you too. Have a wonderful long weekend. Thank you for your time as well. You too. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a takeaway or something from the conversation that really just resonated within your heart center, I would love to hear about it. Please leave it in the comment section so we can give you more of this content. As always, please subscribe, save, and sharing is caring. We love you to pieces. Have a beautiful and blessed day.